With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another edition of That's a Wrap. A Raptors podcast made by fans for fans. This is Dre because unfortunately Jay ain't with us, but we have somebody in his seat. Jason, who do we got here? What's up, guys? Yeah, you know what? Jay is actually on March break with his kids, with his family, because you know he's an adult and he does adult things. So we actually have a special guest with us. We have part of the Raptors HQ crew, Josh Kern. How's it going, my friend? Not too bad, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, man, Just for the you. record, I am I am also an adult, but I am not on vacation. <laughs> see, see, that's the thing. I mean, I I have a wife, and I know she's looking at me right now. She's like, "What do you, I have? What a sad life I have right now." But <laughs> I guess we're all trying to get through this as adult life. Adulting is hard, but for sure. you know what? Let's talk some Raptors. We're we're actually trying to record this right before the LA Lakers game. LeBron James is here. But we're going to do this for you guys, and we have a huge schedule to start with. Dre, can you lead us there? Sure. Well, first off, we've got to do some uh, some tidying up. Uh, we had a bit of a scrap in that last game with the Cavaliers, and I won't lie. You know, I try to keep things professional, but a little bit of a rant mode in a sec. But uh, <laughs> we got to talk about Serge. We got to talk about what happened. That that um, was like a that wasn't even like a yeah. tussle. That was a fight. Like, if you saw Serge, if you see the replay, uh, I think, yeah, Marquise Chris was kind of turning around. I'm sure he said something. He said some crap to him. He was turning around, was walking away, and then Serge, his eyes was in flames, and he was going to knock that guy out. If Serge landed a punch, we one, Marquise Chris wouldn't get up, and two, I'm pretty sure Serge would be suspended for a lot more games. Yeah, he definitely, like, Serge just went full-on Incredible Hulk, like, snapped, you know, I don't know if- I'd love to know what Marquise Chris said to him to get him riled up like that. But, like, it wasn't even what he said. I might as well get into Ramo now. The Cavaliers, this entire game, were playing so filthy. Here's the skinny. They knew that morning, like Thanos snapped his fingers, you got to play off contention. Boom. That was it. They found out that morning. So what do they do? They decide to gun for one of the top teams in the East, I break our ankles. Is it any coincidence that today Lowry, Green are out because of slight injuries, that Serge is out because of his his suspension? Is it any coincidence? No, these are the players that had to sit out or had some seconds to recover during this Cavaliers game where we had Cavs players dunking and landing on top of us putting their ankles out when we were trying to land, all sorts of really filthy stuff. So whatever was said doesn't even matter because there was so much stuff beforehand. And let me tell you, they tried pulling that stunt with the 76ers as well. I watched the 76ers game. I noticed it too. What, just because they're, they're top teams in the East, 
Now you try hard. If you tried hard before, maybe you'd be in playoff contention. Having said that, what does the surge thing mean? It's kind of scary that, you know, when you have a team that's not really playing for anything, that's couldn't, it could be very dangerous. And for us, it's like, I'm so glad that no punches landed because three games, I'd take three games more than the rest of the season and, and probably, you know, some of the playoffs, but like this could, it could be like a blessing in disguise if you really think about it, because now we get to see more Marcus in the starting lineup. How do you think this is going to affect like basically the Raptors locker room or the team chemistry? What do you think, Josh? I think it can only be a positive. I mean, you know, yeah, they've all seen surge, you know, getting these scraps before. I think, uh, nobody thinks it's too out of place and, you know, three games is not great, but it's also not terrible. You know, we've all seen surge kind of break down at the end of the year. So if he gets a little bit of rest, it can't really be a bad thing. Yeah. And I think on that same note, it's kind of interesting because in a bunch of other years, this would be the worst time to be suspended, but akin to our last episode, when, uh, Jay and I got into uh, one of our weekly debates. We concluded that being a second seed ain't so bad. So we're not really gunning for the top spot. You know, I don't think we can really catch the Bucks now unless they have the worst losing streak of the season. There's no real reason anyways. We're planted. We're in second. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's experiment a little bit. Let's see what it's like as Gasol is a starter. Let's see what it's like when Van Vliet's healthy enough to come back into the swing of things. Let's figure this out because we still have a few a few holes in the team, which will be very glaring by the time that the playoffs come. And they're right around the corner. So yeah. while this is bad, it could have been much worse. It could have led right up into a few of the playoff games. If any of those punches landed, I mean, he went for his throat. He full on was like choking him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. 100%. And the thing is like, uh, we've seen this before too. I think I saw the stat. Uh, this is like the fourth time in a Raptors uniform that Serge went off. Like I think he went off against uh, uh, Robin Lopez. I think he also had a tussle with uh, James Johnson. I'm not too sure who else, but I mean, he's he's basically has a pretty bad temper tantrum around this time, don't you think? Definitely, you know. And you know, on the one hand, you're like Serge, you gotta you know chill out, man. But on the other hand. You know, it's kind of cool to have that toughness on the team. I don't know if the Agreed. Raptors really had yeah, a lot of yeah. tough guys like that in the past. So, you know, again, as long as nobody gets hurt, you know, Serge doesn't break a hand or seriously injure anybody. Um, you know, it's it could be worse, uh, you know, as Dre said. Yeah, I mean, we don't really have that, like, Charles Oakley-esque or even, like, JYD, that roughness. And it's kind of nice to have that enforcer, I'd say, that, that Serge is because, like, I was talking to a couple of friends. Marcus Saul is 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 too nice, don't you think? Like he's. I wish he was. I wish he was kind of a dick. Like whenever he's, uh, you see an opposing team on the floor, he's like right there to help him up. It's like, no, man, Mark, yo, like, go the other way, bro. So I mean, okay, do you think? Do you think that this league has gone kind of soft? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a little, certainly softer than it was, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. Um, you know, and again, I think it's lost a little bit of that sort of excitement that you can get from from seeing a good scrap like that. Yeah. But you know, again, at the same time, like, you know, you don't want to see guys get hurt. You don't want to see guys get suspended. You know, like when the Suns had, you know, Mario Stoudemire uh, left the bench and he ended up missing a key playoff game. Like, you don't want to see that. So if it keeps that sort of stuff from happening, then you know, a little softness, I guess, can't really be a bad thing. See, I, I okay. So I'm talking about tangents, Dre. Here's my tangent. Yep. So the NHL, if I'm if I'm going to rear off a little bit, in the NHL, you get to fight fist to fist, face to face, 
and you get applauded for your efforts and then you go sit down for five minutes and you go play again right but for the nba you like clinch your fist and you swing and you miss you get suspended three to five games and you get fined like can i'm not like advocating for fighting or anything like that i'm just saying like i feel like human emotion is getting lost when it comes to all these texts thrown and all these fines thrown right because when you get pushed you get when you get screamed at in any situation it's natural for you to react right so it's i feel like these fines and these texts are kind of taking away that human emotion basically i think well most sports don't really allow full-on fights but they do allow for some sort of level of defense and i remember there was a time when i was younger and i used to play soccer i kind of grew out of it now i'm heavily have i've heavily grown out of it but like i was kind of more into it but i was merging into the nba and this was late 90s early 2000s and i remember thinking well you know soccer you can't even like get close to a person without some yellow card or something in the nba Look at Ben Wallace. I mean, there's some real defense here. Fast, fast forward 15 years later, there's Zilch. Like, <laughs> your big man tap to shoot threes. You sneeze on James Harden, your entire team gets suspended, <laughs> and he's at the foul on the entire time. But, like, you don't need to be fully fighting. But I remember watching a highlight not too long ago. I don't remember what the highlight was or anything, but a guy was going up for a dunk. It might have been Kobe Bryant or something. And this guy like shoved his shoulder right into like his stomach. And it was still like this crazy dunk that he did. It was insane. But you'd never, ever, ever see that now without some sort of call or anything. I don't expect us to go Isaiah Thomas, Lambeer level of dirty playing or Dennis Rodman kicking a dude in the face style of dirty play. Mm -hmm. But I remember when the tight games of yesteryear were like, the highest points were like 70 to 65. Yeah. That's not because teams didn't know how to score. That's because they knew how to defend. Now defense has been substituted for a very lackadaisical style of trying to guard as opposed to like actually defending. It's not a physical game anymore, only in the sense that you're physical with the ball. With other people, it's a foul, possibly yeah. a technical. God, I miss the days when you could at least you know, guard without some sort of flop or some sort of nonsense call. Like yeah. you, that just does not exist anymore. Yeah. I think the, my biggest complaint with the NBA, right? Well, maybe not my biggest, but one of my complaints is definitely the foul hunting. And, you know, it's hard to complain about it because, you know, Kyle Lowry is one of the best, Yeah, um, but, you know, right. seeing guys, you know, flail and flop around out there at a three point line, trying to draw calls. I mean, that's definitely something that, that takes away from the enjoyment of watching a game. Before we go on any more tangents, let's move on to speaking of defense, all right? Former Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Gasol, he has, like I said before, he is now moved on to the starting lineup for at least the next three games. With Serge being out, I want to know, Josh, how do you think the starting lineup is going to look like with Gasol and without Ibaka returning? Basically, who do you think is actually going to come off the bench now? Well, I mean, I think obviously, you know, Gasol is going to start in there with, with Lowry, Green, Leonard, and Siakam. I don't think they'll get to mess that up. Um, unless, of course, Kawhi takes a load management game, and certainly Lowry is out tonight for the Lakers game. Um, but, you know, with Gasol in the starting lineup, um, and they've signed Eric Moreland, so he might get a few backup minutes. But I think the one thing that I'm most looking forward to seeing is a few more minutes of Siakam at the five, uh, OG and Anobi at the four, and Leonard at the three. 
I think that's something mm -hmm. that uh, Nick Nurse is kind of been keeping in his back pocket a little bit. Um, he wants to break out in the playoffs, um, give that different look. Um, so we might see that a little bit more over the next few games to see him kind of test drive that a little bit. Yeah, and now with, like you said, with uh, Lowry out and I don't know how many more games, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to look quite interesting. I mean, like with that small sample size of what we've seen from Gasol, I want to know. Oh, Dre, I will go with you first. What do you, what would you give the grade of this trade so far? Knowing that JV is killing it right now in Memphis, the role is a little bit different. Gasol's role especially is different. But what would you give the grade for this trade? Uh, currently, it's looking like a B to a B plus, depending on how generous I feel that day. I think <laughs> uh, JV, as you said, is glowing, possibly better than he was even in Toronto this year, and. Memphis, he's 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 killing it. Like it, there's no coincidence that Memphis has been doing decently well since he's been on the team. Alon Wright, uh, we've seen better games with him. Hopefully, he'll he'll grow there a little bit better. Is I don't know if he's playing traditional point guard behind uh, Mike Conley, but I mean, to imagine having Kyle Lowry as your mentor and then going to Mike Conley, like that's incredible. Like I'm I'm happy for Delon to be in that kind of position too. He's got some, yeah, some great teachers for sure and some excellent players who uh, Mike Conley, as you bring him up, was just named Western Conference Player of the Week. Damn. Kudos to Memphis. I love Memphis, but, you know, at least I got some sort of a break at the end of the season, right? But uh, to go back to the trade, Gasol's been doing pretty well. I think there's still some room to grow. There's still some feel for the team that needs to have. If you're looking strictly at numbers and stats, Obviously, it's not going to look too too good because, you know, like the last game, he only had like five to seven points or something and a couple of rebounds. But I think he's great with opening up the floor and getting other players to to figure out strengths that they might not thought that they had. My biggest worry, though, is that now that everything's said and done, maybe we could have gotten at least one other person because three for one is a little bit deadly. And we're seeing that with, again, the gaping holes in our team that we have where we're missing a little something and mm -hmm. perhaps with a you know a lesser player but one that that had a, a specific role maybe we could have brought them along too but right now we're just missing a little something and i think part of that had to do with a three for one mm -hmm. if i can put my my jay rosales hat on for a minute <laughs> i do have some some numbers here numbers uh, yes that go along with what you were yes. just saying dre i was i was yeah and i have your digits <laughs> so you know, Dre, you mentioned that you know Gasol, his sort of his own raw numbers are not you know haven't been exactly stellar or anything like that, and that's true. But I've got some team numbers here that you know that kind of show his impact a little bit. So season long before the trade, uh, the Raptors were averaging just under twenty five assists per game uh, with a fifty eight percent assist rate, um, and since the trade, they're averaging twenty eight assists a game with a sixty six percent assist rate. So the ball is mm -hmm. moving a little bit more uh, since Gasol's mm -hmm. been here. Um, their three-point shooting is up about 5% from before the trade, which is also awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and then in terms of uh, the, the starting lineup group, so if you have that, that Lowry, Green, Leonard, Siakam, and Ibaka group, uh, they average about 115 points per 48 minutes when they play together with an offensive rating of 113 and a net rating of uh, positive 8.3. That group with Gasol in Ibaka's place, they've only played you know, eight games together in about eight minutes a game. Uh, but they average about 130 points per 48 Damn. with an offensive rating of 118 and a net rating of plus 11. So it's a small sample size, but uh, that group does seem to play well together. Damn. Wow. I did wow. not know that was such a jump with him. But 
I was thinking, I wish there was more of a stat when it came to when Gasol was playing with Kawhi. Because, yeah, eight games isn't very much, but how much? How many of those was with Kawhi? Because so those eight games, that's with that entire five-man lineup. So oh, that, okay, okay. You know, the, the games that Kawhi's missed, yeah, I didn't even uh, pull those stats up. I was yeah. just looking at that five-man group. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, like, I when you watch Gasol play with, even, even with the bench too, you notice that the floor spaces out ridiculously, right? There's a lot more movement. I've seen Powell move a lot. I've seen Jeremy Lin move a lot. And I've seen Kyle Lowry be open for a lot of threes. So it's not surprising that the net or the offense has gone up, way up, because Gasol is more of a pass-first score later, kind of kind of teammate whereas an Ibaka if you know he's more of a pick and roll and he's going to make that you know corner uh top of the key shot 75 percent of the time which is great but yeah with Gasol like he can he hasn't been shooting that three very well but I still do think that he does makes a big difference on everybody else's offense as well as the defense yeah I think that's true um and the other thing I would just say is that you know sort of Watching these games from the eye test, there are definitely lots of moments where, you know, the guys haven't gotten used to each other yet and they're not in the right place and, you know, they bunch up in the middle or things like that. Right. And I'm hoping that over these next three games with the Baca out, maybe Gasol getting a few more minutes, you might see some of that start to fade away. So at the end of the day, a letter grade I said about a B or a B plus, uh, what, would, what would you both give? Uh, I'm sticking with a B as well. Um, you know, let's yeah. say just saying like, some flashes of brilliance, some flashes of like, oh, I don't know what these guys are doing out there. But, you know, overall, with the, the impact on those passing and shooting numbers, I think it's all positive. And the other thing about, uh, you know, JV, as much as I love JV and as great as he's been, like, he's playing on a bad team. You're going to put up good numbers on a bad team. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree. Because I was thinking about, like, how long has Gasol been on Memphis? At least uh, his entire career, right? So maybe about 10 years or so. And you're asking someone to be to to cut basically be a role player, come off the bench, be maybe the third or fourth option. So that in itself is such a huge difference. And JV, he's been the focal point for most of his career, but now he's like, I'd say the second option, right? So the numbers are a little mm-hmm. skewed, uh, and I think the the impact um, that Casal is making, uh, like like Josh was saying. It is showing on the stat sheet, but I feel like it's also showing in like the locker room and the camaraderie too. And it, again, it's only been like what a small sample size. I don't think the entire chemistry is going to be there um, because it's it's not going to come overnight. Like these things don't happen overnight. You have to have training camp and like a full like a season. But if you're asking these guys to have full chemistry right away in the next twenty games when these guys are traded for, it's not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen. But when you when you plug in these high IQ guys like Gasol and Jeremy Lin, I mean, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to be detrimental to your team. So, would if, if we're talking grades, I don't know. I, I'd probably go a minus just because of the smarts that okay. he brings. The Gasol is you. You see, you watch him play. He's so damn smart. And yeah, he does turn it over a bit. But those chances are like if those passes were made i mean it's a it's an easy layup you know what i mean hey guys i wanted to take a second to give a shout out to our friends at press news if you're looking for an easy way to keep up with the news check out our friends at pressnews.com that's p-r-e-s-s-e-d news.com their daily email makes it easy to follow the news and they also have a podcast that comes out every monday it's a 10 minute update on the news you missed over the weekend just look the press news podcast on itunes or wherever you find your podcasts
it's March Madness, which <laughs> that's all I could contribute. So I made it epic. I know nothing about college ball. I'm going to leave this to, to you two guys, but neither, it's March Madness. Neither do I. I only know, you know, Zion's going first and RJ Barrett's going second. That's all. That's all I really know. But really what I'm trying to do here is that's all we need to know. The, the March Madness is all about the brackets and it's all about betting. Now, I'm not saying, guys, that we should, you know, put down 100 on this and see who's going to win the NBA championship. But what I want to do now, I have this printed out. OK, so the players aren't going to start for, you know, another what three weeks or so, which is kind of crazy. But because March Madness is right around the corner and the NBA playoffs are right around the corner, I was thinking we could kind of knock off these, this playoffs bracket style. What do you guys think? You want to do that? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So first in the West, okay, I have the first place Warriors versus the eighth place Clippers. Now, what do you guys think? Do you think there's going to be an upset, sweep, gentleman sweep? What do you guys think? At least if two out of three votes. Lou Williams is going to screw up the entire playoffs, the best bench player in the postseason. No, it's Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I go. I'd probably go Warriors too. Josh, what do you think? Warriors. Yeah, definitely Warriors. So what what are we thinking? Are we talking sweep though? One, uh, four to one. Okay. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm saying sweep. I, I worry. I don't think the Clippers can can outfire the Warriors at all. So, Josh, you say sweep or or gentleman sweep? Sweep. Sweep. All right. I, I'm sticking to four to one. All right. I'm sticking to four to one. Warriors. I don't trust the Marcus Cousins. I think he's going to screw it up somewhere. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about the next one? We got number two Nuggets, number seven Jazz. What do you guys got? I think uh, the Nuggets are playing with such tenacity and force. And I think, you know, the Jazz are going to put up one hell of a fight, especially in playoff time. They might not have the flashiest players, but they certainly have the drive. I'm saying 4-2 Nuggets. Going Nuggets, Josh. What about you? Four two Nuggets, eh? Damn. Yeah. I got the Jazz taking it in seven. That's a, see. Well, you got the Jazz, like a Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the thing, Dre. I, I gotta say, I gotta say Jazz in seven two, because I feel like oh. the Jazz are coming into play now, and I think that Donovan Mitchell is rounding out his form. I think I, I, the only X factor is obviously you know Jokic, but. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the Rudy Gobert versus Jokic. I think Jokic has that the slight. I guess a slight advantage. But as a team, I don't know. I, I'll go Jazz. I'll go Jazz on seven two. I'll go with Josh, man. Okay, so it looks like the decision goes Jazz. All right, who would we go not? That's our first upset. First upset. All right. <laughs> Number three Thunder versus the Demar Derozan led Six Spurs. Josh, what do you think? As much as I love tomorrow and I'd love to see him uh, make some noise in the playoffs, I don't think the Spurs can beat the uh, the Thunder this year. I got the Thunder taking it probably in five. Thunder in five, Dre? Um, as much as I really respect the Spurs and Greg Pop and obviously DeRozan, Aldridge, I'm predicting a full-on sweep. I think the, the Thunder are way too goddamn hot, and I think the Spurs are a little bit... They're, they're a little bit spotty, and I, I don't think they, they have a chance in hell. I think it's a sweep. Ooh, damn. Okay, I'm going to... Well, I don't think Greg Popovich will ever... I don't know if he's ever been swept before, and if he hasn't, and, you know, audience, you can totally tweet at me and tell me I'm wrong, but I don't think that Pop is going to let a sweep happen, but I don't think they can pass the Thunder. I'm going to give them Thunder in six. So, Thunder going on. Okay. The 4-5, this one's a doozy. Rockets, 
number four versus number five Trailblazers. What do you got? Uh, you know, the way the Rockets are playing, uh, as good as James Harden has been, I don't see any way they lose uh, to the Trailblazers. Even though Trailblazers have played really well, uh, I got Houston taking it probably in five. Really? Yeah. Damn. I've got a, I've got to have a similar answer. Um, Rockets are hot. Uh, as soon as they dropped Mellow, that was it. They they found their their flame again. The Trailblazers are either insanely good or questionably awful, and it's I've said this before. They must be like one of the biggest flip floppy teams I've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy. So with that being said, James Harden putting up insane numbers. Um, Rockets in five. Rockets in five. I'll go yeah. with five too. I agree. I think the Trailblazers. Um, I mean, you know what? Besides Ennis Cantor and. I don't even know who else they had or, or they added the Trailblazers, but I just don't think they can they can move on from the Rockets. So I'm going to go in five two. Let's go Rockets in five. All right. So that is the first round in the West. Let's go to the East. Now, number one, Bucks versus your number eight team, the Heat. What do you guys got? <laughs> Josh. <laughs> I mean, that's got to be a Milwaukee sweep. Yeah, the Heat are terrible. I'm not even. I'm not even gonna go. I'll just, oh, just go Bucks. Let's just go Bucks. Let's just. I would just do that. All right. Uh, the on. Heat are gonna get bucked next. <laughs> All right. They're gonna get bucked in four next. Your very own uh, OVO Raptors versus the number seven Nets. Now this is going to be interesting because I think that the Detroit matchup is much better suited for us. I am kind of scared of Brooklyn, to be honest. I think D'Angelo Russell is killing it right now, but I'm going to go Raptors in six. Damn. I was actually going to literally say six as well. I think the Raptors have some fine tuning to do. I think we will take it, but we will find our legs in this round and hopefully have a much better second round. I think we'll pull through, but it might be a bit dirty. It might be five or six. Ah, I would really like it for the Raptors to have an easy first round series for yeah. once. We never <laughs> do. No. We never do. So no. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> concur. It's gonna be Raptors in six. All right. Raptors in six. Number three spot, 76ers versus oh, wait a second. I did this wrong. Oh, are we facing Detroit? We might be because I actually wrote Nets six and seven. <laughs> I'm an idiot. You done goofed. I, I done goofed. I got. I done goofed. My bad. Sorry. You know what? It is actually Detroit number seven. Detroit number seven. Raptors number two. What you guys got? What you guys got? I'm. I'm going. I'm still going. Uh, Raptors in six because you know Dwayne Casey. But I mean, it's going to be easier than the Brooklyn Nets. Let's just put it that way. All right. I'm going to stick with my my guns. Raptors in five. I will say. I know the Pistons have given us a harder time. But, uh, I mean, it's Dwayne Casey. We've seen what he's like in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm still salty. Uh, Josh? I'm going to uh, – the Pistons, they kind of scare me a little bit, but I, I can't yeah. imagine that the Raptors are going to let the Pistons hang around in this series. Nah, like Kyle Lowry is going to do everything he can to you know, just go full classic Kyle Lowry over everything because he doesn't want to lose to Dwayne Casey. So Raptors in five. Oh, Plus, yeah. there won't be any real load management like the first game against the Pistons or – Whatever, I think Kawhi is going to be let out of the cage. He's going to he's going to wreck some hell. Yeah, it's going to be great. Agreed. And, and I also think it's going to be. There's not going to be a single Pistons fan in that yeah. building. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> yeah. Let's all chip in ten dollars per ticket and go to Detroit. Let's go. All right. Sure. Yeah. So, number three. Do it. It'll be cheaper than here. Oh hell yeah. Yep. Number three Sixers nah, versus number six Nets. Jeez, I done goofed. What do you guys got? Seven seventy Sixers. 
in seven. It's gonna mm. it's gonna go down to the wire. This is gonna be what this might be one of the most exciting pairings of the first round. I don't know. I'm not sure that the Nets are made for the playoffs. They shoot so many three pointers. Uh, you know, Philly's just so much bigger and stronger than them. I think this might be a Philly sweep. Really? Oh wow, that's drastically different. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> listeners, I would rather go with Josh than me because I, I don't really, I don't really do my homework on quite the same level. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm still saying seven. But uh, if I were you and I were putting money into this, listen to the Josh, please. Yeah, I go the the seventy sixers front line. The starting lineup is a scary mother. So I'm gonna go seventy sixers in five. All right. Finally, okay. in the, uh, the four and five, we got Pacers and Celtics. Now, this is kind of interesting, and I'm going to go with Celtics. I'm just going to put it out there right now. But Pacers, yes, without Victor Oladipo, they play hard. They play really hard defense. I'm surprised. And I, I honestly, like, you have Kyrie Irving that's going to take over games, and I feel like Al Horford's going to probably cook Evan Turner. But I just feel like they're going to have a dogfight. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go Celtics and six. I think it's going to be Celtics in 6-2. Um, my biggest hope for this series is that the Pacers win game one so that we can watch Celtics Twitter just completely <laughs> melt down for 24 yeah. hours. Oh, hell yeah. For sure. Before I get my thoughts, which are probably going to be very similar, I just want to say a few episodes ago, so like a few weeks ago, when Oladipo first got taken out of the season... I expected Indiana to drop. I'm actually stunned that they're still in the top five. That says a lot about the team and what we all assessed of the team and what was going to happen once uh, Oladipo was out. But having said that, uh, yeah, Celtics in five. First round done. Let's go. The quarterfinals, semifinals? Is that how it goes? Or is it quarterfinals? Quarterfinals. Uh, Quarterfinals. Oh, Conference no. semifinals. Conference finals, semifinals. See, this is why yeah. Josh is here. Because if it was just me and Dre, we would be flooding this so hard. All right, let's go back to the West. We got the number one Warriors versus the number four Rockets. What do you guys got? Well, I got disappointment that this isn't the conference finals, but uh, it's going to be a good series. I think the Warriors will take it in seven. Similar sentiments, Warriors in seven. Uh, the only difference is both really hot teams. The Warriors can spread their energy around a little bit. Harden's basically doing most... Not that he's going to tire out. I mean, it does get old. There's a reason why the, the Rockets, this era of Rockets, even when they were leading the, the league last year, has never seen a finals. I'm guessing that's why. Uh, Warriors in seven. Agreed. Agreed. I, uh, this is going to be a shootout. And I think that one person versus four people on, on Golden State isn't going to cut it. So... I'm going to go Warriors in 7-2. That's going to be a hell of a match. Uh, number three, Thunder versus number seven, Jazz. Uh, this might be the, the best series uh, in the entire Western Conference. Really? Uh, these two yeah. teams, I mean, they, they, hate they each seem other. to hate each other. Yeah, hell yeah. That is true. The other night. Um, they're both evenly matched. They both got big, strong centers. They both got big, strong guards. They both got uh, loud crowds. Is, uh, loud crowds, exactly. Those sort of college-style crowds. Uh, but I think OKC just is the, the talent levels uh, just a little bit higher with Russ and, and Paul George. So I say uh, Thunder and seven. So you think uh, both these games, both these uh, matches are going to go in seven? I like that. Hopefully, uh, both the crowds and the players keep their mouths clean. <laughs> <laughs> not uh, not referencing not anything. I'll, but, I'll uh, bet that that's not going to happen. 
OKC in six. I don't think it's going to go to seven. I think yeah. it's going to go to six. I think Paul George is going to go off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think yeah, Paul George and and uh, Westbrook are meant for the playoffs. Honestly, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna yeah. go Thunder in six too. Thunder. All right, back to the Thunder up. Thunder up. Back to the East. We got Boston versus Milwaukee. I'm actually gonna go against the grain and predict a, a Milwaukee sweep. Um, I think. Really. <laughs> I think Boston's Boston's been really rocky this year, and I think Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been the one team that has been able to expose the flaws of the other great Eastern teams. Yes, maybe they've lost to them a few times, but when they won, they kicked the royal crap out of the other teams. I'm talking us, the Sixers, Boston. I think they're going to get annihilated. Um, Josh? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the other way. I think uh, even though the Celtics have been uh, had a mess of a season, I think they're going to figure it out uh, by the time the playoffs roll around. And I, I don't know that Milwaukee has enough... Uh, playoff experience to uh, to overcome mm-hmm. all that experience on the Celtics bench, especially with Kyrie, you know, a guy that's been there and done it, you know, Giannis, but he hasn't done it yet in the playoffs. So I've mm-hmm. got I've got Celtics in seven. You know Whoa, what? okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with Josh. I've I've said this before. Bucks is looking great. They are they look amazing. But if you ask this, you know, if you look at playoff experience, they haven't surpassed the first round. So they don't know what this is like. And with people like Kyrie and, and Al Horford and with the um, experience that the young guys had last year too, I, I'm sorry, Bucks. Like, you guys are great regular season. We we know what that feels like, and I'm going to go Celtics in six. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I try to... I try to leave past experiences out of the equation because we always have different teams each year. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, who knows? Either... Either of us will be dead wrong or, or absolutely on the money. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting too. Yeah. Again, put your money on Josh, not on me. I don't know what I'm talking about. Next matchup. All right, 76ers versus your Raptors. I'm picking Raptors in six. I feel like this is going to be an easy matchup for us because Joel Embiid for some reason can't guard or can't or I guess can't face larger men they can he he's really he's like the epitome of today's nba centers but when you face him against a larger uh more physical center he doesn't know what to do just like when he played against jv and now we have arguably a better jv uh i'm going i'm going raptors in six uh yeah um i'm gonna agree with that despite really liking both teams the 76ers when they're hot are very hot but when they're not i think it's almost like they're they're chasing each other around in circles, trying to figure it all out. Uh, whereas when the Raptors aren't doing too hot, there's a little bit more of a kindling fire still, uh, an insistence on how to try and resolve a situation. You know, we have our breaks. We have our uh, Kawhi clutch star power, Siakam clutch star power. Raptors in six. Yeah, I got Raptors in six too. Um, I think it's nice. a... It's a good matchup, I think, for the Raptors for for all the reasons that that Jay was saying. With, you know, and B just doesn't quite seem to have the same uh, oomph when he's playing against a, a bigger. Um, and of course, we've got Kawhi shutting down uh, Ben Simmons. And you know, if it comes down to the end of the game, I'm going to take Kawhi over Jimmy Butler any day. All right, so moving on, conference finals, West Side Warriors versus Thunder. So we're we're going to oh, yeah. get some uh, Westbrook versus old teammate. What do you guys think? Yeah, this series uh, definitely has some juice for sure. Hell yeah. 
Yeah. Who do you think is going to be the victor, though? I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if OKC won it, but I'm not going to bet against the Warriors. Uh, I'm going to have to go Warriors in seven. I'm actually going to guess against my better judgment, OKC in seven. Nice. I think this is the year where there's been a little bit of sloppiness with the Warriors. Um, Cousins isn't exactly 100 yet. Uh, there's been a little bit of toxicity. Uh, I haven't seen the Thunder this together and this hot as a team and not just Westbrook going off since KD left. Um, I'm going to go with Thunder and seven. Hmm. This one's... I, sh- I should have gone first so you don't have to put that on. It's on me. But... <laughs> Uh, uh, damn, this one's hard because who do you who do you got? Like Steph Curry versus Westbrook, right? Who, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, and then you got Paul George versus KD. But I don't I don't know. And and then that's you got a hell like, of a matchup, right? Stephen Adams versus Cousins. I don't know. It, this is this is if this doesn't go down to seven, that would be a travesty. And just because I wa- I don't want the Warriors to win. Oh God, I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. This is hypothetical, though. I know this is hypothetical, but I, f- I, I yes. feel like I'm putting this money. Isn't you like dictating the future, so there there is that. I that feel like I'm putting money. The universe. <laughs> exactly. You know what? While yeah. you're at it, can you can you say that I'm a millionaire? So help me uh, out too. I know. So me, Josh, and I and Dre has actually just won a thousand dollars. Just I'm putting it out there. I am gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go thunder in seven. Thunder I'm, up. I'm going Ooh. to go thunder in seven. Yeah, that's our that's our upset of the year of like the last four years. So I'm going Thunder. I don't know if I I like that. I I might be taking it back. But now conference finals in the now East. Now we go East. We got Celtics versus Raptors. Now if we're looking at the standings, Celtics was number five and Raptors are number two. What you guys got? Oh, I'm I'm trying really hard not to put my old school pessimistic Raptors hat on. <laughs> it's uh, a new team. It's Casey's gone. Uh, we've never had players like like Gasol and obviously Kawhi Leonard before, even Danny Green. Uh, but man, Kyrie in the playoffs is so good. Whew. All right, I I can't bet against the Raptors at this point. This is yeah. the make or break season. So Raptors <laughs> in seven. You're going all in already, Josh. Come on, Raptors in uh, seven. Ooh. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go Raptors in seven as well. I don't necessarily see it as the Celtics going off per se. I see it as maybe the Raptors just having a bit of a hard time, as we tend to sometimes do. Um, and I'm not talking about past playoff experiences. I just mean this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Raptors in seven. Uh, I don't know. Again, I don't personally foresee Boston even making it this far, but crazier things have happened. My Mavericks were first in the league by the Warriors way back when. So, I mean, crazier things have happened. That's fair. All right. So, as soon as the Celtics beat the Bucks, because I feel like that is going to happen, as soon as they do, I'm going to praise that because that matchup is going to favor us. Reason being, because of our crowd. Our home court advantage in this situation is nuts. And I don't think the Celtics have been playing very well on the road. Uh, we've It's always been whoever's at home have won that home game. And I think that definitely is beneficial for us because we have home court advantage. So I'm going Raptors in seven. So I guess that's a, all three of us got Raptors in the finals. Yep. Damn, son. <laughs> Damn. All right. We've got Yes, they finally made it. <laughs> we finally made it. This is the best Raptors season ever, hypothetically speaking. So, 
Kiss it, Dwayne Casey. Anyway, sorry, yes. Um. <laughs> Championship match. We have the number three, Thunder, versus the number two, Raptors. Uh, what you guys got? Well, I think uh, this week, next week, is, is obviously going to be instructive for this since the, the Raps and Thunder play a home at home. That's true. They haven't played each other yet this year. Um, but if I base it on what I saw last year, the Raps had a really hard time with the Thunder. That, that Russell Westbrook, Stephen Adams pick and roll uh, was deadly. And, you know, Paul George is playing out of his mind this year. I don't know. I think this might be, this might be Thunder and Six. Mm, that hurts. That hurts my heart. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They heard me to say it. <laughs> it's obviously going to be a sweep for the Raptors to do it. But in all seriousness, um, my heart wants to say the Raptors. And sometimes that does happen. My heart went against the grain when the Mavericks did win against all odds, against Bryant, against all these other star-studded teams, against the, the newly rejuvenated heat with LeBron James and Chris Bosh. So sometimes heart does win over stats and previous histories and all of that but having said that i'm torn because okc even though they're not first in the league or first in their conference are also highly favored to maybe take their first chip so god i don't even know whoever wins it'll go up to six i think six is a good number i don't think it's gonna be seven whoever's losing will teeter out but because I, I, I love Raptors and, and Raptors HQ, I want them to keep me on board. I, I will say they're <laughs> but it could be anyone's game. All right. So well, there you have it. It doesn't really matter what I say because it's consensus two to one. Um, but if if it ever matters at all, what I think. No, Josh went OKC, though. Yeah. So this is oh, down to yeah, you. You're, oh, God damn it. This is why I have to not. Go you just had it in your head that the Raptors are going to win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, so <laughs> this is really March Madness. This is March Madness, right? Um, I as this is gonna hurt. This is gonna. I, I'm gonna get a lot of crap for this. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going OKC. That is yeah. not OKC. I, for you to say that. <laughs> I, basically, Raptors HQ has uh, not renewed our contract, so I'm going Thunder. <laughs> I'm going Thunder um, because. You got two like it's it's so hard to choose because you got two teams that have never been in the finals before. The the Thunder have been to the finals. Have they, they had. have they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They sorry, sorry. They, they faced it for Miami. Right, 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 right. They faced Miami. Sorry, my bad. I'm thinking Paul George. Paul George has never been to the finals. Um and I love Paul George. And the th- the thing is, I don't think that winning the championship is the goal for sure. But I also feel like if we come out with a good six games in this championship round, like I don't want to get blown out or anything like that for any loss. I want it to be close. I just want to have a good chance to win, which automatically will give us a better chance to sign Kawhi, which automatically gives us a better chance to sign more free agents. And even if we lose to the championship round, I'm going to be that guy and I'm going to say that this is a win. We made it to the championship. You know what I mean? Like we, we were at the top two team of all 30 of them. So I don't know. I, I, I can't I can't take us Raptors over to Thunder. So I'm going to go Thunder and six. And I hate myself for saying that. But Thunder win the championship this year. But hey, at the end of the date and Kawhi decides to stay and all of that, then we have an excellent chance of next year, too. So yeah that is true. on earth that is true well boys that was fun i will 
<laughs> I'm going to take a picture of this. It looks, it looks like a child threw up on a piece of paper, but I'm going to post it. I'm going to tweet it to you guys and it'll be fun. Uh, before we leave, uh, we're, let's just go right through the uh, upcoming game. So again, the Lakers are actually playing right now versus the Raptors. We don't have to get through that um, because, you know, this episode is not going to air until the next day. So let's go on to uh, Casey round number three. So we got Sunday uh, against Detroit at Detroit. We got Monday versus the Knicks. And then we got the home and home uh, Wednesday uh, versus o- at OKC. And then Friday back home against OKC. So uh, Josh, do you have any predictions? Well, as I was saying when we were talking about the playoff round, I don't think that uh, Kyle Lowry wants to lose to Dwayne Casey again. So provided that Lowry is back in the lineup on Sunday, I got the Raptors uh, beating the Pistons. As for me, uh, seeing that it's Detroit and Dwayne Casey, uh, we're going to kick Dwayne Casey's ass. Um, <laughs> and by that, I mean we're going to win by like five points. Uh, the Raptors <laughs> win by like five points. <laughs> it's uh, going to be a tight one, but we we, we got to win. All right, Josh, what about the Knicks? Nah, I think they're going to beat the Knicks. The All Knicks right. are terrible. Yeah, the Knicks are the on. Knicks. I'll, I'll move on to that. Well, what about the, and the home and home? What do you think? Uh, I think they're going to split that series. Uh, they'll probably both win at home. Uh, but actually, those are, you know, when I look at the schedule, those are the, the two most interesting and exciting games uh, left. And I'm super hopeful that everybody on the Raptors, including Fred Van Vliet, is going to be healthy for those games. Because uh, it's really the only test left on the schedule. So I, I definitely want to see full-strength Raptors in those two games. Nice. Nice. Dre, you got any predictions for Knicks and OKC? Well, God, I hope we beat the Knicks because uh, I've seen them beat, uh, you know, some pretty elite teams recently. Like, now you wake up, guys. But uh, I'm going to predict a win. As for OKC, I'm actually going to predict a loss, which I usually don't do a lot of on this show. Um, <laughs> I'm going to predict a loss. Uh, I mean, we're missing... We've got some stuff to figure out, some player roles to figure out. Uh, I, I'm predicting a loss, but uh, before I continue, it looks like Green actually is playing the Flakers game, which is old news by the time you hear this. Uh, so yeah, nice. looks like we were wrong. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Lin's actually starting. So right. yeah, what about you, Jason? I'm going to go loss uh, against Detroit. I'm going to go win against the Knicks. And then I'm going to go like Josh said, one and one. I'm not really too sure which one uh, for OKC, but probably the home win and, the, and then the loss away. But this has been fun. This has been a lot of fun, guys. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. The, yeah. the floor this is yours, great. brother. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, yeah. Where can we find all listeners? Where can we find you, man? So you can find me on Twitter uh, at Joshua Kern, and of course over at Raptors HQ. Uh, following every Raptors game, I do a recap the morning after, talking about five of my thoughts on the previous night's action. Um, so yeah, you find me there after every game. Your, your your last article had something to do with vampires. So if you want to check that out, go check yes. it out, please. Dre, where can I find you, brother? You can find me on Twitter at Andreas Babs. You can also follow my film reviews and articles website, Films Fatale, F-I-L-M-S-F-A-T-A-L-E dot com. I'm currently hosting a new segment called On the State Thursdays, where I review old films. They could be between 10 years to 100 years old, whatever you recommend. It uh, either get a perfect rating or an absolute zero out of five. So uh, that's 
the onus on you, uh, but feel free to send some recommendations. I'd love to review some of your faves. Jason, what about you? Nice, man. You can find me on Twitter at jsound20. You can find this podcast at That's a Rap Pod, and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, all your podcatchers, and definitely check us out on Raptors HQ because that is our home base. Until next time, boys, that's a wrap. Dennis Rodman saying something stupid. Wow. I would have never thought. <laughs> <laughs> what color here?